Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. And welcome to the third installment of Led Zeppelin 2 era. <laughs> uh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um, yeah, as opposed to uh, Led Zeppelin 2 era of The Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what's up on Twitter of the Beatles? Thank you for joining. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you listened two months ago, you would remember that the Beatles were kind of done. For the most part, yes. And Jody and I remember because we have nothing better to do. <laughs> True. Uh, so what are you drinking tonight, Jody? I am still drinking some of my Halloween beers. So I have moved on to the Imperial Red IPA from Brewdog, also known as Red and Dead. Which that was I my think, think you were drinking. No, I, no, you weren't drinking that the last time we recorded. <laughs> no, the time before. Yes. Or last time we were recording, but I started with that and ended with something else, maybe. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> yes, you'll, you'll put the pieces together because when we record more than one in a night. <laughs> yeah, we, we get a little lost later on. <laughs> Oh, Lord Jacko Sot Pumpkin Pin the Sixth. <clears throat> you don't know what <laughs> yeah. a thought is? Go use a dictionary, you fuckers. Yeah. Fucking philologist. <laughs> but I do have to say, I thought that Red and Dead was the best out of the three. Is my favorite, personally. I think I'm liking it a little bit more than the, uh, what was the other one? <laughs> uh, there's uh, the it, zombie cake. And yeah, that one, that one, yeah, that one. Vermont Vampire, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, when I get around to trying the Vermont Vampire again, I will let you know, but I, I'm wanting to say that out of the three, I liked that one the most, but I, I've not had that since we were at BrewDog. Yeah, I like them all. I, ju I just happen to like the Imperial Red best. Alrighty then. It is good. I'm, uh, I'm not even having a beer tonight. I'm having... I'm finishing up my Halloween spectacular eggnog uh, because I like eggnog. And when Prairie Farms puts a picture of a ghost and haunted stuff on it and says it's spectacular, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, put it out for Halloween, and uh, I've added. So I bought this uh, because I use it and pumpkin spice pudding stuff and pumpkin spice uh, Bailey's Irish cream to make uh, pumpkin shots. Yeah, um, because there, there's some person that I know that really, really likes those every Halloween. Um, would that some person be you? That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Imagine that. <laughs> Go figure. Yes, yeah, so I'm finishing up the eggnog and some of the Bailey, the pumpkin spice Baileys. <laughs> nice. Yep. It's after Halloween, but still got my basic bitch going. Enough blathering of what we're drinking. Let's get down to drinking. I mean, <laughs> talking about what's up on. Yes. Excuse me as I no. take a drink. <laughs> no, wait, not yes. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they're a good band too. Yeah. But not as good as Led Zeppelin. No. Oh, I, ooh, ooh, ooh. Speaking yes, of, Jody. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, and I have not listened to this yet, but speaking of Led Zeppelin and yes, I have found and have downloaded the did you get the xyz i found the xyz sessions oh sweet 
So real, real quick, just so the listeners know what we're talking about. Um, when, when John Bonham died and Zeppelin broke up, uh, there, there was a rumor that Jimmy Page and Robert Plant and a couple of the guys from the band Yes were going to put a band together and they were going to call it XYZ. And it never went much past jam session rehearsal type of stuff. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to have to find that. I was always curious if they actually did it or not, too. Yeah. Well, geez, you have to find it. I'm going to give you a copy. I mean, you know, <laughs> I just got to actually do something with it first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's up on it? <laughs> By the way, I love the name XYZ because <laughs> they're X, yes, and X, Zep. <laughs> yeah. Genius. I guess I didn't really say that, did I? <laughs> no, uh, but we got it covered. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Should probably move on, huh? Yeah. Okay, episode three of four. Woo! <laughs> Yay! All right, so we've spoken about the touring and the critics. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and the groupies. Uh-huh. Uh, so this time, we're going to talk about the album. Yay! Zep 2 album, not the songs. That'll be part four, because that, that'll be a fairly long one, maybe. Yeah. So, started to record in April due to pressure from Ahmet, as we, you know, you've heard about him in the Zep 1 era. Mm-hmm. Ahmet, uh... Erdogan. Erdogan, yeah. Yeah, so... Not, 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 um, Erdogan, which is what it looks like. It's, it's Turkish, so it's... Right, not, not Ertegen. Yeah, not, yeah, not that. But yeah, really cool Erdogan. guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, pressure from him and encouragement from Peter Grant. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they started recording in April. Jimmy, in an interview, said the goal was synthesia, which which is a fancy word. <laughs> it sounds fancy. Fancy senses all come together, and the sounds actually spark the other senses, which matches up nicely from Jody, your discussion on quintessence from the first album episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's, we put these things together before we even know they go. Nice callback. Uh-huh. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> See, Anna matches up with Jimmy's light and shade because yes, and what we or what we what you mentioned in one of these previous Zep two episodes about that there's space to hear things and it moves the emotions in a different way because their way Jimmy produced everything in the band wrote songs. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was worked on from January sixty nine through August sixty nine. Uh, with, with lots of live recording due to fitting in sessions while touring. And then that's where Jody had mentioned mostly in a, a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? N- New York and LA? I think it's New York and LA. Yeah. That's where yeah, most of it. Most of it. I think there were other locations too, but yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, the plant actually hated the mini studio recording. It just irritated the, the crap out of him. And uh, the band members mentioned that the album is fast paced because it matched the mood during the recording and touring. Yeah, and Jimmy said albums are things you do. That, uh, in fact, the quote is, "Albums were things you fitted in between tours." <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> which which is funny because I think back then, and even up through the '80s and '90s, albums still made you a lot of money, unlike today, right? Where bands actually have to tour today to make the money, and they do put out albums, but that's not the money maker anymore. You have to go on the road. Yeah. But evidently, that's why ticket prices are so damn high. (laughs) And it is irritating, but fuck, otherwise the bands don't make anything anymore. Did I remember who engineered Led Zeppelin II? Uh, Was it Eddie Kramer? It was Eddie Kramer. Yeah. 
Do you know uh, where Eddie Kramer's from? I believe he is from South Africa. He's from South Africa. Do you know who else is from South Africa? Um, Flint Hart Glongold, Scrooge's biggest. <laughs> <laughs> my goal is to work in Scrooge's as many episodes as possible. <laughs> I've I've noticed this. <laughs> uh, I've noticed this. You managed to work it into the uh, Robbie Burns episode. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. In fact, actually, I think this episode will come out right before this one will be back to back with uh, the Robbie Burns. I forget which order they'll be in. <laughs> yeah, but we recorded the Robbie Burns in October, so yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, Eddie Kramer worked with many, many, many famous bands. Yep. Uh, Beatles, Clapton, Bowie, The Kinks, Kiss, Stones, Hendrix, Santana, Anthrax, yep. White Snake, Sir Lord, Sir Lord Baltimore. And huh. for those of you who don't know who Sir Lord Baltimore are, uh, hardly around. In fact, uh, they're not around now because a couple of members, well, they fight a lot and some of them are very Christian now, but they were the first to be categorized as heavy metal in a magazine sort of write-up type of thing. Really? Yeah. And in fact, I, have, I, have, um, I have heard of them, so I'm trying to remember if I've actually listened to them. They're I okay. Think I, they're not I think I did, yeah, I think I did listen to them a little bit. Yeah. Got some notes on them. I thought maybe we'd do an episode someday. There were other engineers, so, so I'll mm -hmm. get back on track. Uh, but, but I mentioned Eddie first because he and Jimmy spent two rough days mixing everything, so I want to give him credit first. Yeah. Uh, but specifically, uh, beyond that mixing, as far as engineering, he did Heartbreaker, Ramble On, and Bring It On Home. Okay. Okay. And, and again, we'll actually talk about the specific songs in a bit, although I think Jody may be jumping in here. I was going to say, I think he was probably working out of New York. Because he would have been working out of Electric Ladyland Studios, because he helped Hendrix build that studio, which is why part of the reason that Kiss wound up working with him later, because he had not only worked with Zeppelin, he had worked with Hendrix. So that's that's why Kiss got him to actually produce albums. He he produced Kiss Alive, which was very fortunate for them because they needed that. <laughs> uh, yes, they did. Yeah, just like Cheap Tricks Live at Budokan. Huh. Yeah, interesting. And there's a connection between those two bands that I'm not going to get into right now. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but, we we actually um, it, we've we've kind of talked a little bit about that in the Deep Purple. Uh, who do we think we are? Episode <laughs> uh, that and the um, yeah the Six Degrees and uh, there's yeah. even more which I have notes on for the Cheap Trick episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for that. Yeah, sounds good. So other engineers were <laughs> uh, there was George. And sorry, George, I'm going to foul up your last name. Uh, Schkintz, uh, Schkinitz, I don't know, C-H-K-I-A-N-T-Z. Sorry, George. Huh. Uh, but he's a whole lot of love and what is and what should never be. Okay. There was uh, Chris Hudson who did The Lemon and Moby Dick. The, the Lemon? <laughs> I actually wrote The Lemon. <laughs> I should have put the song. Shouldn't that be the lemon song? The lemon song. <laughs> yes, it should. My notes only has the lemon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's it's the, the, the lemon song. Uh, yeah. Before I make juice references. Yes. Um, also, another engineer was Andy Johns, who did Thank You and Living Love Being Made. She's just a woman. Andy Johns. That's who I, I was thinking of Glenn Johns, but no, it was Andy. Right. Andy did this. But if you remember, Glenn engineered uh -huh. Zep's first album. 
Yeah. Album cover, we'll move on to that then. Yeah. Was by David Juniper, who was a fellow art student with Jimmy. And we talked about that in the Prezep and the Cultural Watershed episode. Uh-huh. And it was based. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's that's not that doesn't have anything to do with that juniper bush over there, does it? No, no. That that only has to do with uh, making some really nice uh, beer and uh, slow gin, which is not to be confused with Kiss. Right, because that would be cold gin. That'd be cold gin. I wasn't even thinking. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was I was making I was making the juniper bush reference for another reference. <laughs> oh, I missed it. What was it? Damn it! <laughs> you missed it. I did. Monty Python. Life of Brian. Oh, see, you know, I've watched the <laughs> actual TV show so many times. I've only really seen Life of Brian like two or three. Really? I, yeah. I, the the movies, other yeah. than uh, the uh, King Arthur one. Yeah, uh, Holy Grail. Holy Grail. <laughs> I, I've only like I've seen it, you know, a dozen. But yeah, Life of Brian, and now for something completely different. And yeah, all I've only seen them two or three times each because I just love the original TV series so much. Huh. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I say. I say. I say, boy. I did miss that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No kudos on the reference. Yeah. <laughs> Bad James. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it happens. Yeah. Anyway, do you know what the album cover is based from? Well, partially from the uh, image on the first album. Yes, uh, there is a very German bit here, and it is uh, based on the Red Baron's Flying Circus of World War One. Yeah, uh, that's right. Not to be confused with Monty Python's Flying Circus. True. Although I'd bet I'd know which one I would enjoy more. I'm, I'm kind of afraid to ask right now. <laughs> Monty Python, come on. All right, just making sure you weren't sick of some beagle and wanted to fly by and shoot no! a dog out. No, no. Okay. Do that to Snoopy? Poor Snoopy. Snoopy. Yeah, poor Snoopy, because <laughs> he keeps getting shot down by the Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the... Uh, Album cover got a Grammy nomination for Best Recording Package. And the album is affectionately known as the Brown Bomber due to the picture and the brown background color. Yes. Yep. And, yep. and su supposedly was very, very popular with um, U.S. military personnel in Vietnam because this came out in 1969. Uh, what was it, October? Uh, yeah, October 22nd, USA, and October 31st, Halloween in the UK. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was um, – uh, and, and, and I think what I remember reading in Hammer of the Gods was the tank crews in Vietnam. The, the U.S. Uh, Army tank crews liked to play it while they were driving around in the tanks. But uh -huh. I could be misremembering. It's been 30-some years since I've actually read Hammer of the Gods. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've gone back to reread it a couple of times, and I can't – for some reason can't get back into it like I did the first night I had the book and read it in one day. <laughs> that sounds oddly familiar. <laughs> Stayed up all night to read it. Anyway, yeah, um, I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it is. And uh, as we discussed in the first Zeppelin, because I kind of did a whole rundown of the albums and sales, just so we wouldn't have to do it all the time. Yeah. As a reminder, first Zeppelin albums reached number one, which isn't bad because it's a second Zeppelin album. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. 
Yep, uh, actually knocked Beatles Abbey Road from number one. <laughs> That's a pretty impressive feat. You want to know what's more impressive? What's that? They did it twice. <laughs> yep, I guess they knocked it off, and then as time went on, Beatles got back up there, then Zeb knocked them back down again. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, means Abbey Road had to have knocked Zeb down once, but, you yeah. know, we'll take two out of three. Yeah. I mean, nothing against the Beatles. I actually think, musically, they're fantastic. They're just more vocally melodic type of thing, and yeah, it's just different. Yeah, it, it is. Although, I will say Abbey Road is probably my favorite Beatles album and quite possibly their best album. Objectively, Abbey Road sold 600,000 in the UK and 12 million in the US, whereas Zepp's 2 sold 1,200,000 in the UK, which is twice as many as Abbey Road, and 12 million in the US, which is the same. So, objectively... <laughs> <laughs> well, I Okay, so between those two albums, I... We'll always pick Led Zeppelin two over Abbey Road. <laughs> as much as I like Abbey Road. <laughs> True. It hit gold on day 41 after it's released. Okay. And the best part is, well, not the best part. It's not even remotely the best part. Another cool part. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it hit number nine again in 2014 with its re-release. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when the, everything was remastered. Yeah, remastered and put on some of the, the sort of backing tracks and and a few other, you know, like uh, unreleased bits. and Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of genius. And, you know, Jimmy not only gets the band more money, but what's humorous to me is the second time around, it was released to critical acclaim. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which it wasn't the first time because, no. <laughs> well, we talked about critics in one of the other episodes. We did, which means that the critics are either hypocrites if they're the same ones. Or um, modern critics have better taste than the hippie critics. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, the hippie critics. The hippie critics. Hippie critics. I think that was one of the issues because Zeppelin was there at the time the whole hippie movement was on the decline. <laughs> yeah. But they were the ones still sort of in power structures. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> I, again, I think you kind of missed where I was going with that. Damn it! I'm gonna start drinking beer. I'm missing so much with freaking pumpkin spice Bailey's. Hippie critics. Hypocrites. I feel bad for not getting that. <laughs> I must go. And you were the one who said it. First. I am. I said I, I didn't say it fast enough, and now I need to go flog myself. You. <laughs> I said flog, not snog. <laughs> Either way. You. <laughs> Now, the first single, uh, and the song we'll talk about in the next episode, but was Whole Lot of Love, uh -huh. and it hit number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, Atlantic created a shorter version, three minutes, 12 seconds, to the band's dismay, and Jimmy absolutely hated it and said, no way to being released, saying, Led Zeppelin have no intention of issuing Whole Lot of Love as a single when they feel it was written as a part of their concept of the album. Yes. And now I was issued as a, although it was issued as a single, but from the album version. I, yeah, I was going to say, I've actually got the, the 45 seven inch single, probably not an original, you know, 1969 pressing of it. I, I'm sure it was a later pressing, but yeah, it's, it's the whole, what, five and a half minute version of the song, uh, which typically with a, with a, with a, a single, a seven inch single, also known as a 45, because it's spun at 45 RPMs. Um, which is revolutions per minute. That's, yeah. You know, fast goes yeah. around the circle, you know, when, when it's 
Well, I guess CDs would technically, don't they spin? They do, but they go at a much faster rate. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a uh, typically a a single wasn't much more than three and a half minutes. I mean, you might get into that four minute territory, but typically they were they were three, three and a half minutes. And that's just because a seven inch piece of vinyl doesn't have enough space to put a longer song on without it compromising the, the quality of the sound. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Although Billy Joel had things to say about that in one of his songs where he bitched about him writing a beautiful song and they cut it down to, what, 305, I think he says in the lyrics. Probably, yeah. yeah. The Entertainer is the name of the song if anybody yeah. wants to go look. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, technically, that's what you had to do. Yes. Artistically, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. What if I went, bam, wham, bam, wham, bam, wham, wham, wham. Well, that would that would be living, yes that would be living loving made she's just a woman <laughs> which reached number 65 okay the band didn't really like singles that uh, plant said no point in putting out singles when the album is a statement of the band and, and in all honesty they didn't like that song either <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm actually well I, I mean i guess if the record company put it out but but of course i mean we mentioned that the band had sort of complete artistic control in one of the previous episodes for Zep One, yeah. but obviously, you know, when we say complete artistic control, that's not complete control over everything. So, you yeah, know. yeah, but they they didn't want uh didn't want any singles for top twenty stations because they thought the pop market was a kiss of death. Mm -hmm. uh, but they weren't completely against the idea of singles for the FM AOR, the album oriented market, because they but they considered albums to be indivisible things, and they knew, like Jody's mentioned. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they FM stations at the, that time would just play the album or maybe pick a non-single song. Yeah, which is why most of this album used to get played on classic rock stations even into the 80s. Yeah, because it kicked ass. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, anyway, in 72, Jimmy was talking about this album and he said album two was insane. Rhythm track in London, voice in New York, Harmonica in New Vancouver, mixing in New York. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, and we'd already mentioned how Robert hated that rush feeling of the recording also. But mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, and I kind of I wonder if that's why the lyric, especially on the first two albums, why the lyrics aren't on some of the songs aren't quite what Jimmy intended for them to be. <laughs> well, that's just it. We talked about that in the Maiden episode where things were rushed on their third album because they had sort of, you know, they had to come up with new material yeah. and a, a new vocalist and, and here they were rushed around and doing everything. And maybe they just didn't quite get time to put well, in real lyrics. Never really thought about that. I mean, I saw the rush thing, but it wasn't until you mentioned um, the maiden thing in, in one of the previous episodes yeah. uh, that, that made me put that together. So context. Woohoo. Oh, drink. Got it. <laughs> Red oh. and dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to put this into some cultural context, uh, I'm not going to drink again and say it. Uh, it uh, because you said cultural in front of it, so that changes it. Right, right. That's like a compound phrase, and that's yes. not the same thing at all. <clears throat> Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Jimmy used a theremin, which we'll talk about in the songs, but kind of neat because it had been used previously by the Beach Boys and Good Vibrations. Yeah. Uh, tons of 50s B-movies. Yep. A lot of those sci-fi kind of things. Yep. Uh, Star Trek, the original series. Yeah, yeah, the opening theme actually uses it. Yeah, and uh, of course, Sheldon 
Yeah, in the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. <laughs> I played it in a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. I had a coworker used to break into that. She she'd sing that you know nobody knows the troubles I've seen. <laughs> Look at her and go. No, but I know the trouble you are. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that would have been useful. My dad used to pull that out when I like seeing it when I was a kid. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in one of the previous episodes, uh, I think the first of this Zep two. Uh, era type of thing I, I took it out but I think it was in an outtake where I'd mentioned oh I'm going to say something oh wait I got a note coming up about that here's a note regarding borrowing because we talked about how they would borrow things and we just talked about Jody mentioned lyrics yeah uh, Salvador Dali said genius may steal while talent borrows <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah these these uh these aspects of plagiarism would cause a bit of acrimony between page and plant a little bit later because jimmy said he changed the music enough so it was okay robert was supposed to change the lyrics and didn't uh-huh so, yeah not sure how it wasn't the whole band's issue because they would have all been there but you know always a little bit of tension between them and of course when they go to court if you've ever seen some of the stairway to heaven which we'll talk a lot about later they're, yeah. they're a band of brothers and they're like oh no we may bitch with each other yeah <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's all I actually have for the album until we hit on the songs. Um, okay. I, I'm trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Because uh, <laughs> um, clearly I, I have no notes on this. <laughs> um, no, I can't think of anything else to add. No, I didn't. Well, I'm um, sure you'll remember things when it comes to the songs. Probably. I, I, I mean, I, outside of just being blown away the first time I sat down and listened to the album as a whole, but I could say that with most of Zeppelin's albums. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I've actually got a note here for part four when you talk about songs, what your favorite ones are, so keep that in mind. But yeah, you're right, the oh, whole thing fav is... Favorite ones off this album? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've pretty much already got the answer, but I'll wait till we get there. <laughs> Perfect. I've... I've got mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so tune in next time. Well, not next time when we do this one in about a month. Yeah. Screw you guys. There's something else in between. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you abuse us? Because I can. <laughs> no. That was mean. Yes, it was. No, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but not unexpected. <laughs> oh, my God. See, this is why I can only drink beer. Anything else. Bailey's whiskey. I start getting all <laughs> an asshole, and more than my usual friendly asshole. <laughs> I was I was gonna say you don't get that way. You just get worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brings out the dark side of the assholeness instead of the. Ew. <laughs> I got that one. I, wait, that came out wrong. Oh, put of that. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch those. <laughs> uh, anyway, on that note, <laughs> shall let you go and enjoy the next few episodes. And in a few weeks, you'll get part four. Yay! So until then, I'm James. I'm Jody. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Yeah.
yeah, I know. It's like, as soon as I say bye, I hear Scotland the Brave pop into my head. My <laughs> <laughs> little break in there. <laughs> Pick two. Yeah, there's our Patreon bonus. Pictures of James flogging himself. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Drive people away? <laughs> I've got plenty of exes out there who would love to see me take a cat of nine tails and rip up my back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, you may have a point there. <laughs> and maybe a couple who wouldn't mind the other way for old time's sake. <laughs> and then there's Rob. <laughs> Which one? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I already have okay. a hard enough time peeing. I don't want to ruin any other flows. Ew. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we can get more into that when we get into the actual songs on the album. But And your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying. I've I've had other. I've been trying not to say it as often, but that one was just too too perfect to pass.